Welcome to the Project 40 podcast. I'm in San Francisco on a very foggy Sunday evening, and I'm really happy that I was able to connect with a long-term friend and soon-to-be collaborator on the next Project 40, which is coming up in just a few days on actually on the first day of Virgo, and I have Virgo, calling you Virgo extraordinaire, um, master coach. I don't even know what to call you. You do so many amazing things. You're definitely a magician, Joanna Lindenbaum. So thank oh. you for being here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Yay. And um, so I just want um, my audience to get to know you a little bit better. And um, how, like, because when I met you back in New York City, I guess it was in the when did we meet? Like in the 90s? Was it 90s? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was probably like 17 years ago. Oh or, yeah, late 90s or early 2000s, something yeah. like that. And I was telling some of my people about your amazing circles because you were doing moon circles before anyone was doing, like now it's so trendy, everyone's doing moon circles, but you were doing these phenomenal moon circles. So I would love to just kind of maybe since we're still kind of in this mercury retrograde shadow talk about go way back retrospect um kind of like your journey into what the work you do now so maybe we could go back to all the way back there <laughs> yeah that's I love that question yeah I so I I fell into literally just like stumbled into leading um women's women's circles moon circles and um, women's rituals and the way that it happened was you know I was living back in New York City then and you you know about the open center for anyone that doesn't know about the open center it's this yeah. really wonderful kind of organization in New York that teaches lots of different classes and I remember I was leafing through the catalog uh, at the open center one day looking through classes and there was this class and it was called woman ritual and there was a two sentence sentence description of it and i don't even remember anymore what the description of this class was but what i do remember is as i was reading it i was you know i was in my late 20s at the time as i was reading this description of how women had been the keepers of ritual for millennia and the healers of you know the different tribes it reminded me of something that I had known when I was three years old, but I had forgotten since then. And it reminded me that the world was this magical place, that mm -hmm. this world was a place, the world was a place of wonder where anything could happen, where we had the power as human beings to co-create and co-manifest with everything around us. And especially as women, that we had this power. And I was, I was hooked on women's circles and ceremony and ritual just like from that description. Yeah. I took that class and, and then from there I, I trained you know how to lead women's ceremonies and women's rituals and i feel like that was that was uh, changed everything for me and that was kind of led me on this path that i'm on now amazing yeah that was like your origin story yeah your work and um and then you i remember you did those intense journeys what was the what was the training that you were doing I remember you were doing some really intense work with a woman. I think and that might be what you just mentioned. 
Uh, well, it, I think you're talking about something else. So the the first training that was um, through a woman named Susan Mary, who was first teaching that woman ritual class, and over a, a number of years, I ended up studying with her for many years. I learned all about the cycles of the moon and the sun, and how really you know, blood rites and all different types of ritual and ceremony that women had really uh, used throughout the ages and millennia to bring their families together, to bring their communities together, to, to really, um, you know, I, I always like to say before there was therapy, there was religion, and before there was religion, there was ritual and ceremony. And so I learned, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's what I was, the types of type of work I was doing with women. And then from there, um, I did another training. It was really like another apprenticeship for a number of years with a woman named Elisa Starkweather that was called Priestess Path. Oh, yeah. And in that training, uh, we danced with snakes and uh, slept in caves and walked on fire and what I really learned from Elisa was um, how to go even deeper uh, with ritual and ceremony and how to create just really deep uh, human transformation uh, mm. through all of that. Mm, yeah I love that I know I was so moved by your circles and I think I had that in mind when I like as soon as I had this vision of us coming together to create this Mercury P40, um, I was I was like envisioning the circles and the magic and the and what I love so much about the Virgo season. I like it's one of my favorite seasons. I mean, I know everyone always thinks it's like this back to school energy, but for me, it's more like back to ritual. <laughs> And just like, turning inward, like I just like, oh, good, good. Like I got too extroverted during the Leo season. And now I want to like, I mean, Leo is so fun and it's very playful. But when Virgo comes, I'm always like, oh, yay, can like kind of hunker down and just turn inward a little bit and get back into all the ritual practices, which is actually what um, I feel like it's like my Virgo side that created Project 40, mm -hmm. believe it or not. <laughs> I can totally see that. Yeah. <laughs> something I, I'm not a Virgo. You are. Yeah. <laughs> you have, and, and Joanna also has Mercury in Virgo, which we're going to have also during this 40 days, Mercury is going to go into Virgo. So I feel like it's double magic that we have. I mean, often the sun and Mercury are traveling together in the same sign, but I just think it's really special to have, to be focusing on Mercury energy and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about what that means as a as an archetype for people who don't know what, what I'm talking about um, and to have that present with the sun in Virgo and then Mercury which is the archetype we're working with in his own sign I mean he rules two signs he rules Gemini um, you know during the Gemini season and then Virgo I feel is a little more of the earthy feminine ritual side of Mercury so I'm really excited about that aspect. And, and I mean, going back to why I feel Project 40 is very Virgo, um, I was looking for a way to ritualize my life more because I was going through a divorce at the time. Or actually, when I first created Project 40, I was just telling someone at dinner, as I was just telling Joanna too, last night, I was actually, I was married and I was 
um, contemplating a divorce. And so I used my first project 40 to figure out if I should get divorced or not. So <laughs> it was, it was really an interesting project. And I was like, let me see if this works because I was reading all this stuff about the 40 day magic, you know, like how 40 days is this magical number. And, um, there's a whole list of reasons, which I would be like a whole podcast in itself, but there, you know, there it's everything from, you know, like Buddha meditating for 40 days to get enlightenment and the soul traversing between realms for 40 days to get to the other realm. And um, it's the number of alchemy. It's the, the number of days of the Venus retrograde. There's just a lot of really powerful alchemical um, symbolism in the 40 days itself. So I was like, okay, there's definitely some magic to 40 days. So let me just see what happens. If I set an intention for 40 days and 40 nights and pretend I'm like Jesus in the desert or Buddha or somebody doing something for 40 days to get a magical outcome. And I just thought, okay, I'm just going to experiment with it because that's what I do. And then um, I, in the middle of my 40 days, I got the answer to my, <laughs> to my situation. Like it was so clear that I was like, okay, right in the middle. And I was like, all right, this really works. And then by the 40th day, like it was just amazing how much it changed in my inner world in 40 days. And I was like, wow, like if you really set an intention and focus and make every single day count for 40 days, like magic can happen on a daily basis. Like I was getting flooded with these symbols and omens and messages and dreams. And, you know, it was just like living a magical life. And I was like, well, I want to do this more often. <laughs> I love, so first of all, I love that story. I didn't know that that's where Project 40 Started and it just like it makes it even more powerful to me when I think about it and um, it's you know as you were describing that it reminds me of when I participated in a project 40 um, I think it was probably two years ago now I did uh, one of the project 40s and I I just remember you know, receiving those emails in my inbox every day from you and the similar thing like halfway through first the first 20 days I'm like okay I'm just setting the intention I'm doing this and I remember like halfway through things really started to shift and I love what you're saying about the 40 days and committing to 40 days which I think is part of the magic of project 40 but honestly Shereen I think even the bigger part of it that's so powerful is the assignment, like the, the actual assignments, you are so masterful at creating these assignments that go so deep and, and so layered and, and using, you know, all of the archetypes and shadow work and all of that, that it's like, there's no way you can't change when you are setting that intention for 40 days and then looking so deeply inwards with the assignments that you get to know parts of yourself that you didn't even know were there. You faced parts of yourself that, you know, you maybe hadn't faced in a while. And there's such healing, I think, that comes from all of that. Mm, thank you so much. That's so beautiful to hear. And I, that's my intention. So I love hearing that that's what happens. And I am continually blown away by, um, you know, what I witness even in the, with the, you know, with the group, we call it like the Temenos, like the sacred group throughout the 40 days, because I just, I can see it happening. And I'm like, that's why I had to do it on myself first to see if it would work. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And then 
I think the part of the magic, like those assignments actually, because I'm, this is, and this is very mercurial, this is very magician archetype, is that um, I'm just a conduit, you know, like I'm just setting myself up to um, try to channel whatever needs to come through for the group based on the, like, so we have the group intention, which is to conjure magic in this case for the one you did. I remember it was a Venus retrograde, mm -hmm. the Venus archetype of beauty, love and relationships and money. And this one we're doing um, Mercury. So we're doing conjuring magic. So that's the overarching um, theme that or intention that the group is all under but then within that each person has their own individual journey that they want like an intention maybe somebody wants to write a book or somebody wants to stop to get over self-consciousness or somebody wants to be able to take time to be alone or whatever it is like there's some you know there's there's individual intentions underneath the bigger intention and then so our role and we're going to be co-creating this together and I know this is also your strength that's why I was like it would be so amazing to work with you on this because I don't know that many women that work like this so if I find someone I'm like we have to do this um that you also channel because I've seen you channel I've witnessed it and um and that is you are very connected to the magician archetype as well and the magician is the channel like if people know the image of the magician um it's the 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 one tarot card, the first major arcana card with the, it has the magician with one arm pointing up to the sky and one to the earth. So he's literally drawing down the energy of the infinite to the earth plane. And so if that's, that's the, I, in some ways that's the goal of all project 40s, but this one, it's even more powerful because we're specifically honing in on, okay, how do we conjure like the magician? How do we draw down from the infinite potential of creativity and possibility and all of the the wisdom and all the words and all the all the talents how do we like as martha graham says you know that the way that that energy will come through can only exist in one form when it comes through us like it can't there's no other version that it will be exactly the same one like each person is a very unique channel so that she says our, our responsibility is to keep the channel open and i feel that's I love uh, yeah <laughs> love that and it's so funny you're the astrologer so you you already knew this but I just got something new in what you were just sharing which is just lighting me up and exciting me so much which is that there's all of this magician energy happening at this time but because it's Virgo it's like you can channel that into uh into ritualized action that will then help you move forward it's like you're bringing it up from the heavens and then you're taking it to the earth and actually doing something with it yeah the virgos are like okay now what do we do with it <laughs> the virgo piece is like okay but we need to like actually like physical like like bring it in <laughs> earth form yeah that's like, and i it's just an idea you know just in the mm -hmm. head but Virgo, and the other beauty I love of like the magic, the magician energy with Virgo is it helps to heal the body-mind split. Like the real mm -hmm. gift of Virgo, and I think what we'll be going through a lot in these 40 days is helping to heal any split that happens. And when we heal the mind-body split, that also translates into things changing in your life because otherwise it is just a potential level. It's just a, if it's just in the head, it's not actually changing in physical form. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I always tell my clients, um, 
in order to get anything done, you need both inner and outer work. You can't, you can't achieve your goal if you just do all outer because you can have the most sophisticated, beautiful action plan in the world, but if you're not working with your fears, if you're not working with your shadows, if you're not working with your truest desires, if you're not working with your thinking patterns, there's no way you're gonna execute that beautiful action plan. But then the same is true of the opposite. You can do all of the most amazing like inner knowledge, you know, understanding yourself, healing work in the world. But if you don't pair that with outer action, that's not really gonna, that's not worth much either. And so really um, bringing the two together is, is what can really help is really what manifestation is all about. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that's so key. That's so important. And that's why I also love, because I do so much in the unconscious realm and in the invisible realm. And I'm really just, it's interesting over the last, I mean, there's been such a collective shift, I feel like toward more of a coaching style, even for therapy, because there's, I mean, I, and as a psychoanalyst, like, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm still devoted and committed to the depth work and, and I'm not saying coaching isn't, that's why I love, I want to actually bridge that with you because you're, I think one of the rare coaches that actually brings the depth work into a coaching paradigm. I shouldn't say one of the few, I don't, there's probably more that I don't know about, but just, I think I had a bias thinking coaching was more just the action, you know? And um, so I'd love to hear how you a little bit more about how you work because I think you really do have a magic to bringing those two together um and what was my I kind of went off track I guess the other thing I was just saying is that I am starting to realize the value of you know because in the Jungian work we're so much about non-interfering not setting you know not setting up a um you know a goal for a session let's say like you you never you would never do that um because it would interfere with the unconscious but what I can say from doing the Project 40s is that I think maybe Jung just didn't realize that you can set in, you can set intentions without necessarily interrupting the unconscious. Like even if the ego is the one trying to set the intention, I think the unconscious can still have a response to that. But then at least we have a dialogue going. Yeah, yeah, I so agree with that. I mean, I think it can work either way, but I'll say in coaching, like what I've really found is that you're right, we, we start with a goal. So oftentimes I'll work, um, you know, let's say like with an entrepreneur who wants to grow her business, or I do a lot of, I train coaches and I train facilitators, you know, so we'll work with that. Or even that, you know, someone has a goal of writing a book, so it's true we start with a goal, but what I actually find is that the, the process and experience of, of choosing to pursue something that is so important to you, like choosing that goal, that's actually what can bring up so many of the unconscious fears or the deeper desires or the shadows um, and so what I find is actually setting a goal, an outer goal in the beginning uh, really sets the stage to do the deeper work because, um, you know, like the way that human beings work, I think this is sort of what I've seen both in my own journey and then with all of the, the women I've supported is that um, 
fear is almost always part of the process of growth. It's just like part of the human condition is like if you're, if you're in a growth process, if you're going after something that you really want, if you're pursuing a goal, even if you desire it, desire it, desire it so much, there's also going to be a part of you that's scared, either scared that you're not good enough or scared that you can't or scared that you're going to have to risk something to get what you want or become someone else. And if you can, what I really do with my clients is, yes, I help them achieve their goals, but the other, the other piece that we do that's so important and vital to that is I hold the container so that as those fears necessarily come up, we can really look at them and make friends with those fears and do the deeper work so that the fears don't come resistances like, oh, I'm just going to quit or I'm not going to do that or I'm going to hate on myself or judge on myself or you know, the millions of resistances that come up when we're not actually making friends with the fears. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And how, um, and maybe you could just tell us a little bit about how you like, you know, your move from New York and then really creating your, um, your whole practice there, like what inspired you and like what, what in your practice now inspires you the most with your, with your coaching work? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I feel like I have five answers <laughs> to that question, but I'll try and be picky. Um, maybe I'll just, I'll pick the top two. Um, so always hands down, you know, ritual and ceremony. Um, I, when I can really be, with a group of people, whether in person, I always love in person, but in person on and online, you know, there's like solo work is amazing. So you, know, you can do so much on your own, but when you're doing work in a container with other like-minded people who they may each, each person may have their own intention, but there's also a common intention. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, it's almost like the energy in the cauldron gets stronger and stronger and so much can happen. Um, and that, that's one of the reasons I'm excited for P40 for so many reasons, but one of it is that we're doing it. It's not just like I'm doing something for 40 days. I have something and you have like everybody that's going to be participating. We're like in this cauldron together and we're stirring it and, um, and creating something way bigger than each one of us individually. And I know from, you know, just leading so many of my own groups as well as experiencing P40 when we did that um, Venus retrograde it's like you really can feel that group energy and it propels you forward so that that is one of my most favorite things but I, I have to also I can't just leave it at that the other thing <laughs> is um I and you know so much of this I I learned from you, Shireen, um, I have my own spin on it, but you were definitely kind of like um, one of my, my first influences on this. I'm so grateful to you, just really working with archetypes and shadow and learning how to harness all of the energies that are available to us. You know, it's like we so often in our lives, we will own our pretty parts and we'll own the parts that like look good on the outside, but then we forget about 
all the other parts, we try to sweep them under the rug. And of course, what you and I know, and I love, you know, this is one of the things I love supporting others with is like, let's reclaim the, your destroyer. Let's reclaim your competitive one. Let's reclaim your angry one. Bring them out of the shadows and actually open up that archetypal energy because it has so much power and can be used for so much good. Like that excites me almost more than anything. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree. I know, I love that too. And I, um, I, when I, going back to the beginning of our conversation, one of the things I remember, I have such a vivid memory because you know, there's very few things in your life that really like said and like have an impact where, you know, you have this very specific memory of it. And then it's kind of like, I have that with, with certain people in my life. Like there'll be like kind of that, that one, like, certain moments or memories that you have of them that help you to define the energy of that person or that mm-hmm. so like what I was saying in the beginning of our conversation about how I remember at your circle because I had known you in a different capacity at like just more talk, you know how you know people just talking or just one-on-one and not like in a more archetypal setting so yeah. when I saw you like enter the archetypal space I was like ooh, like I was so moved by it and I was like that's the magician energy and I was like I I could really see like that's where you're like there's like the Virgo on the like taking care of business level and then there's like the Virgo like in the ritual ceremony level and I feel like when you enter into that archetypal space like you have to have a you have to have a conscious relationship with your shadow or you can get really like um possessed otherwise by the archetype in, in a negative way or an unconscious way and I was so impressed that I could see how much work you had done um, mm-hmm. that you were able to like step into that space and channel that energy and then come back because very few people can do that without you know like to step into that really deep archetypal space and then be able to come back and be really humble and down to earth and not like oh that was me like you know <laughs> and I feel that's really the beauty of Virgo like when Virgo can do that, like step into that really powerful space, archetypal space, that magical space, and then come back and just be like, okay, but I'm, I'm just a servant. Like, I'm just here to help. Like, I'm not, that that wasn't me. Like, that was just, you know, that was something bigger than me. Cause a lot of people want to like take credit for it. Like, yeah, that was me. No, No, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's so true. It's not, it's just like you open up your ear when you're facilitating like that, you open up your ears and you just listen and you do what you're told. <laughs> I have my hands on my heart right now. Thank you for saying that. Um, I, I would, I, one of the things I would love to hear from you, Shireen, um, is you, because you've all, how many of these have you led already? So this one, okay, this, I added a special one just because I had to work with you. Uh, 39.2. People were like, what the hell is that? But I've done 39 of them. And this is like a little special point two addition because I had already done Mercury. So my last seven of the 40, so I've done 39 of them to answer your first question. And then um, the point two is because of the last seven, um, I devoted the very last seven of the project 40s to the seven planets as archetypes because before then it wasn't I wasn't doing planetary themes always sometimes like you did Venus retrograde with me but often my themes were just they were influenced by planets but they weren't specifically about a planet like I had a Madonna horror P40 I had a um 
definitely like a shadow. I had a dreams, I had a few dream ones and um, things like that. So I thought, okay, well, why don't I devote the last seven to the planets? And then 39 was Mercury and then 40 is going to be Jupiter. But I, I remember like for the 39, it was like, well, I want to do two because I want to do a masculine and a feminine one. Um, not to be binary, but just talking more in terms of the inner energies. Um, you know, I wanted to work on the, the last one I did was Mercury and Aries, which is a very different energy. It was a Mercury retrograde in Aries. And that one had a very strong Aries energy. And this one coming in, I could feel, oh, I want to do the Virgo ritual side of the Mercury because it's a totally different aspect of Mercury. And Mercury likes to do things in twos. So I thought yeah. if I split any of them, I could split the Mercury. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. As, as an aside, I also, I also think of the Mercury Virgo energy as the priestess energy mm-hmm. too, which I'm really excited about. But what I, what I wanted to ask you is, especially because, um, you know, I'm going to be sharing um, this podcast with the women in my community, and I know they would love to learn more. Can you share a little bit about like what you've seen people experience through P40 um, and also even just like a little bit more about what like what they were like the assignments and what they receive and um, mm-hmm. you know I don't want to I still want to keep some of it veiled in mystery because <laughs> it's like so amazing to get but if you can like describe a little bit more what like what it you know a lot the of people that you've observed, what's happened for them. Right. And this is such a good Virgo thing to do to break it down because it's something that I've, you know, it, it has become, it has been such a kind of a mysterious thing, which is part of its mm-hmm. magic. But I also think it's really helpful to try to um, convey what happened so that people that would normally not be drawn to it or not, you know, maybe be afraid of it or in some way can have a better sense of what actually happens. Cause when you don't describe something, of course, then it's like all these projections can occur. Like, I don't know, is it just another one of those like online programs, you know, like there's all these like 21 day meditation things. Like I know like there's this, like the Oprah thing and you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, and this is so <laughs> different from all of that. <laughs> right, and I think people don't realize that. Um, and then some people think they have to really know astrology to do it. And that's not the case at all. Like it's not an astrology class. Like I'm not teaching you astrology. We're what we're doing is, I mean, I will sometimes talk about what's happening um, in the stars that day more as a guide for like, look, this is the influence that's happening. And that's why you might be feeling such and such, or this is maybe why this energy is getting conjured up in you right now, just so people have a reference. But certainly it's not like we're going to just be like, you have to know, you have to come to this, come to the table with previous astrology knowledge, or many people come that don't know anything. So and I always encourage people, if, if I am saying something that feels over your head to just people will write me and go, what is that? And usually people will end up inadvertently learning a lot of astrology in the process, but that's, that's just a bonus. Like really what happens in the 40 days is it's just part of the languaging. So we're taking a lot of magical languages, like we're using the, the magical language of psychoanalysis. That's part of it, you know, like understanding the archetypes and the deeper, um, some of the deeper symbolism that runs through our days that we might not normally take account of because we're so, you know, we just get into our co, sorry, not co-pilot, our, um, what is it, automatic pilot mode. Mm -hmm. So we might not be tapping into deeper influences, but 
when you're reading about them, okay, so let me back up and be even more Virgo. So first of all, so you're getting, you're getting an email in your inbox every morning. So um, what happens is Joanna and I will be living the day. So it's a 40 day process, obviously. We are living the day. So all this happens in real time. It's not something concocted that we make up ahead of time as like a product or something like that. The magic of this is that we're all in this together. We're living this experience together in real time. So Joanna and I, will be living one day ahead. This is part of what's really cool with the magic. So we're living it one day ahead and then we write about whatever, we're the channels, right? So we're just writing and we're your servant. So we're writing whatever comes through like that we're being told to write, you know? That's why I can only collaborate with people that would get this kind of concept. <laughs> um, so we write whatever comes through as a message for that day and then we create the assignments around that and the rituals around that. And then you will receive it in your inbox the next day. So that next morning. So we write it and send it off that night. And then you wake up to it. And then you have it, like some people like to do it first thing in the morning, read it with their coffee and get into like a ritual practice. That's really wonderful. And then some people are night owls. They don't want to open it till nighttime because that's when they have their quiet time and they can get into it. So there's no right or wrong way to do it, first of all. And you have these for the rest of your life because they come to you and they're yours. I ask people not to share them, you know, or afford them or anything like that because it's to respect the, the work. But you have them and you, if you miss a day, because people are like, I might not always have time every day. Cause of course not. That's life. Like some days you don't have time for inner work, unfortunately. Um, things come up and, but you can go back. And that's usually what people do. And I always tell people, that if you miss a few days and you start to feel really behind, don't go backwards, just start where we are now. So you stay in the journey with us in real time. You can always go back later to pick up whatever you missed. And because we're all in this together, even if you didn't get to do the assignment or even if you didn't get to read the email, usually people at least can read the email each day, that's usually possible. Um, but if you can't do all the assignments, don't worry. Like I usually tend to give people more than what they can do. And I want that because then you can always go back to it. It's something you have forever. So the main thing is just to stay with us in real time. So that's the real magic, the real time energy, because you don't want to get stuck in the past. You want to be like, okay, well, whatever. I didn't do the assignment yesterday. I'm going to just pick up today, or I'm going to at least read the email again today. And then if you do that, I mean, what I've noticed with people that I've worked with, like I said, I've done 39 of these and, and a lot of people, because they've had such profound um, transformations, you know, a lot of people overuse that word and it sounds like a cliche, but I can actually say it's, it is a transformation. Like alchemy is transformation. Like you start with all your, your muck and your most insoluble problems, your, your biggest blocks and obstacles. And if you can actually see that over 40 days, something opens up for you, that's, that's transformation. And alchemy is taking the, the muck or the negredo or the, you know, literally the shit and moving it to gold like that's transforming lead into gold ultimately is what alchemy is but the lead is the are those blocks in our psyches and in our lives and transforming them into gold means coming into consciousness with them so i i can say 100 percent that that will happen and um i it's funny i stopped putting a money back guarantee on my website i used to have that but i just forgot to do it because nobody ever asked for it but I would happily give people their money back if they don't feel that happens. Um, but anyway, that sounds very, not, not to sound too like trying to convince people, but that, I mean, 
and again, it's not me, it's the, it's the inherent energy of alchemy that is infallible in that way. Like something will happen. Like even if you, and it, if you just did something for 40 days with intention, you'll have a transformation. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. But it's also, I, I love what you're saying about, you know, I've been calling them assignments, but there's so much more than assignments mm -hmm. because um, it's like really, uh, first of all, I, I'm glad that you're saying not, you, know, you have to do it every day. I was thinking, especially with Virgo, we're <laughs> such perfectionists, you know, and it's so true. Like it, I, I remember when I did it, you can, you can, I miss days here or there, but you're still part of that cauldron. But the other thing is it's so much more than an assignment. Like what I found is that I was, I would look forward, like literally look forward every day to getting those emails in my inbox. I'd wait for it. Aww. And even if I didn't have the time to do the assignment, literally just reading the writing, mm -hmm. uh, it was like uh, moving from the mundane to the sacred mm -hmm. for me. Like I got enveloped in the, in the magic and I could just feel, you know, like when those moments when you feel more connected to yourself and you feel more connected to spirit, even without doing the assignments, I could really just feel that through the words because there's like so much knowledge. That's, it's not just like, here's one sentence of a journaling question. There's so much that's imparted, so much in every single email every day. It's like getting like a shot of you know connection to self and spirit just from reading it oh that's wonderful to hear yeah that's that's the intention for sure and um and i i love that and it's funny because i can only write like that when i'm doing the project 40s like i've tried to write books and it's not the same thing because mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you have to show up like because it's the group energy that's really supporting all of that yeah and without that, it's like the container is everything. Like if, if I've ever doubted, not that I have doubted the power of a container or a cauldron, but when you're in this process, that's the thing you really feel. And it's sometimes hard to imagine how could that happen online, you know, because we're not in person, but it's phenomenal. Like you really do feel the connection. And, um, you know, there's a, a group that's been working together. Um, you know, the thing with Project 40, some people come back, a lot of people will come back return a lot, but there's always new people each time too. So it's never like the same, it's never ever the same group, but there are some really like hardcore core members that are really devoted to the process and want to keep going with it, which is great. So I think it has that too, like that support of the loyalty um, and the, the commitment, which, which I think we always need to, it's kind of like the elders, you know, in a circle, like yeah. to hold it. And so that way, like, it's not like you're coming into some space that doesn't have any, it's like, you've got eight years of intense, energetic practices just entering this energetic space i guess you would say because it's not it's not technically a physical space but when we're entering this sacred the temenos we call the temenos the sacred space it has eight years of practices already built into it people yeah it's like it's it's already so much is embedded just into into the structure because mm -hmm. of because of the eight years and um and that actually reminds me of the other piece that I think is just really powerful about this. If people want to participate is there's a Facebook group that you and I are, are, are in every day and, and connecting. And, and I just think there's something, you know, there's so much when you do uh, the assignments, but then when you share in the group and you're witnessed 
in the revelations um, that you're finding, then it, it, it kind of seals those revelations and the transformation in even more. Oh yeah, the being witnessed is so key. I love the private forum, you know, that I, I didn't even mean to underestimate that because that is kind of like our space where we show up and, um, and where people, yeah, like we all need to feel seen and heard and witnessed in, in the process. Like some people like do it, I understand, like some people are super introverted and don't wanna be part of the forum. And I have people that do a lot of Project 40s with me that never go on the forum and that's totally cool too. Um, but I do know that for people that want that, you know, um, it is a really powerful, beautiful part of the, the whole process for sure. Um, and I've, I've been so moved by a lot of the shares that go on there. And it's, it's a really private, sacred space and everything's completely confidential, of course, just like it would be in real, real in a physical sense um, when you're doing this kind of work. So, but yeah, I guess just to say that the, I am always so, um, so moved and blown away by how, how much can happen just even, you know, that even, even though we're not in the same space physically, that it does, doesn't feel like that, you know, and I've actually met some people that I've only worked with online, um, later on, you know, like through retreats and things like, I'll finally, you might have that too, like people you've only worked Mm -hmm. online and then you meet in person and you're like, amazed how close you feel. Yes. I, I mean, I have some clients and also just like group participants that I, I, it's like, I know them inside and out. They feel so connected to me and we've never met in person at all. It's, that's, I think one of the, the wonderful things about the, the internet for, for those of us that, um, you know, our, our witchier, it's like, it really is the web, it really is the spider's web. It connects all of us. It's like, we help to spin our webs to each other. I know. I know. Whenever I get down on the, the whole like Wi-Fi thing or like social media <laughs> and all that, I'm like, no, but it's really, this is such a good blessing of it. You know, as long as we use it correctly. And like, yeah. that's really, I think what Facebook, we were talking about that in the last P40 actually that we're like, you know, I think Facebook's original purpose was more this. Yeah went out into weird things but originally it was supposed to just bring people together yeah and so maybe you know we can still try to hold that hold, hold that standard <laughs> you know? yeah you know that we will I'm so excited I'm really just so excited for it I can't wait <laughs> me too I know it's just a few days so I'm so glad we got a chance to sit down and talk about all of this and talk about mercury and Virgo stuff and um at, before we close is there anything else that you wanted to share about being a Virgo or you're <laughs> Mercury. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think we really just the other, the other piece I mentioned briefly before, I'll just say like another sentence or two on it um, is that, yeah, for me, um, I know that we didn't write about it on the information page, but, but Virgo is um, so much also about the priestess archetype mm -hmm. and um being able to either lead others or lead yourself mm -hmm. to be able to not only um connect inwards but to connect with spirit and to connect with all, all the earth energies and and to have that um to be able to manifest in that way so i'm really excited 
to to bring that priestess energy in as well. Beautiful. Yeah, no, and we should mention that more. It's so funny because the priestess energy is just like so much. Um, it's like, it, it's kind of like, you know, when people ask you like what you're wearing, you have to like look down or something. Like it's mm -hmm. just me, like it's, it's just like the most important yeah so that I forget I don't ever mention it like you, know, <laughs> yeah. you see how everybody like in their like promotions and things usually like it's always like the priestess and the goddess and this and that and like that's the most important to me but I don't think I ever hardly ever say that that's same with me it's so yeah. funny I almost I almost never say it as well because it is it's just so like part of who I am that I just take it for granted that's why but I feel like this energy, particularly now in Virgo, um, mm -hmm. is going to really allow us to bring it forward even more. Yeah, yeah we, can actually, we can actually say it too. <laughs> just assume people know that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think because we had to kind of disguise it for so long too, so we didn't get burned up. Yeah. It's just like a habit to like do it, but not say that's what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yay, well, so we'll be back together. So anyway, like hopefully you'll join us and um, and we will see you in the forum very soon. Or if you are already part of this, we'll, we'll see you there. And um, if not, hopefully you learned a little bit about just ritual and mercury and what the, you know, it's funny, I've never done a podcast discussing what the project 40 is about so it's so nice that's a very Virgo thing to actually have it broken down like what actually happens in project 40 <laughs> so I'm actually happy because I call it the project 40 podcast yet I don't think I've ever actually talked about project 40 <laughs> yay Virgo power oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much for your time Joanne I know you're such a busy lady so I really oh no thank you I'm so happy we had a chance to do this me too <laughs> and thanks, everybody, for listening.